Hey everybody, welcome to Get Creative. Super excited to be joining you guys tonight for all the way from Tampa, Florida. We just had a local meetup. The Astro community and the Sub2 community just hung out and we had about 300 people come out to a bar tonight. I took over, I don't know, probably close to 200 photos tonight, hung out with everybody, said hi, and really got to understand what everybody's goals are for the year. And I'm really excited to hang out with you guys tonight for Get Creative. The episode tonight, we're going to open it up in the very beginning to talk about um, a person that I absolutely adore. I cherish this human being and the relationship with them. And we're going to talk about deals. Oh my gosh. Look at this. Somebody's really trying to buy my F-150 that I'm selling on Seller Finance. Um, Cooper Landing Fishing Guy just gave me $100 trying to, what are you trying to throw that out as fishing bait? Mr. Fishing Guide, you're trying to reel, reel me in? Thank you for the $100. Um, I will be back in town tomorrow. My goal for selling the F-150 on Seller Finance is not even to sell my truck. I don't need to sell my truck. Um, I don't even really want to sell my truck because I'm waiting for the F-250 2023 to come out that I can actually get my hands on. But also, I wanted to go through the process on YouTube to show people that you can sell things for a higher dollar amount on creative finance, not just housing. I've done it with houses a hundred times. And I've told you guys about my F-150 so many times that I thought it would be a cool story. So I really want to talk to somebody as a buyer that does not know who I am. And uh, so I'll be doing that on Monday and filtering through potential buyers. So um, maybe you are the buyer. I don't know. But I'm just letting you guys know. Sean Derringer says, buy a Duramax. Brother, I wouldn't buy a Duramax to save my life. And I also would not buy a Dodge to dodge death. Okay. I would, I will bury me in a Ford. That's all I have to say. Okay. <laughs> so tonight on Get Creative, we're going to be talking to Ingrid Hernandez. If you guys don't know Ingrid Hernandez, you need to know Ingrid. You need to be doing deals with Ingrid. Okay. Um, yes, for everybody that saw me in Vegas, Claudio Diaz, good to see you, brother. It was really nice. I, I wish I gave you a hug. I saw you in the restaurant in the Vegas spot and I was like, Claudio, but we didn't get to have a chance to talk. So I'm so sorry about that. Kirk Anderson says my, my, um, I, I feel bad. I feel bad. I'm not going to talk schmack. Tony Schwartz says the Tampa event was great tonight. Great seeing you pace guys. These meetups mean the world to me this year. Jamil and I are going to double down on the meetups we do. And we are going to cut back on our traveling um, and speaking on stages by probably a 10x margin. Last year, I spoke on 71 stages. This year, I will speak on less than 15. We've already turned down over 30 opportunities to speak in uh, March, April, and May. And I currently am not traveling in April, May, or the rest of the year as of yet. We are going to pick areas that we have not been to, like Cleveland, Ohio, Detroit, Michigan, um, Tennessee, and a handful of other really amazing places. We look forward to seeing people in parts of the country who haven't visited yet. So really excited about this coming year. So without further ado, let's bring on one of my favorite people on the planet. Let's hope she's figured out her audio. Let's Hi, Ingrid. How are you doing? Good. Can you hear me okay? There she is, guys. Give Ingrid some love. Her Instagram name is right here on the screen. So please make sure you go over to her Instagram and um, you tag her. Make sure you guys tag her. Take a photo, screenshot it, put it on Instagram stories and tag her. She even wore my favorite lipstick of all time just to hang out with her big brother. Am I your big brother or your little little brother? 
You're my big little brother because I'm older than you by just a little bit. All right. What, uh, when's your birthday? February 6th, the day before Ooh, Monday. So you're an Aquarius. Mm-hmm. What, does mean, what does being an Aquarius mean to you? Uh, I have no idea because I don't know anything about astrology. I have to ask your wife. Uh, I thought it had something to do with water, but apparently it's not a water sign. I don't get it. Aquarius is a water sign, but there is more depth, more depth to it. It's an interesting conversation. So Ingrid, um, let me introduce you to the audience. Guys, Ingrid is a uh, real estate investor. She, her and I have partnered on deals. She's also partnered on a lot of deals. Oh, uh, plant, plant Maj says um, it's an air sign. So I guess I'm wrong. Um, he would know. He's a vegetarian, so he would know. Like how, tell me that you're into astrology without telling me you're into astrology. Just tell me you're a vegetarian. Uh, um, I'm a so, carnivore. I'm as far as, as you can get away from vegetarians. <laughs> me too. So Ingrid has come into my world in the last couple of years. She has become an amazing leader in our community in sub two. She, um, one of her first deals, and I think it was maybe your first deal you ever did. You helped somebody else make $50,000. Was that your second deal? It was my third. Okay. Your third deal, you mm -hmm. helped somebody get their first deal and mm -hmm. they made $50,000 on their first deal. They JV'd with you. Is that correct? That's correct. Uh-huh. So you've done a lot of deals since then, made hundreds of thousands of dollars. You and I have a deal that we were doing together. I actually bought you out of that deal because I want to end up keeping it. And you graciously let me buy it off your hands. You got paid to get out of the deal. I'm so sorry. <laughs> But um, you and I, are, I get it. <laughs> yes. And, and um, I appreciate you. I adore you. So Ingrid, before we get into some stories with you, I want people to, that are watching, we've got 500 people in here hanging out with us. How can people utilize you properly? Right. They want to get helped by you. Do you lend private money? Do you help people close deals? Are you a buyer? Are you somebody that can help out with, oh, like, what, what can you do for me if I'm an audience member, I'm watching this now or in the future, what can you do to help me and how do you want people to reach out to you? Um, thank you for asking that question. Uh, my role in sub two has really evolved as I gain confidence and have a better understanding and have certain ways of doing deals become more second nature. We're like those little things you pick up right away where you're like, oh, that's a wrap. Oh, no, that's a that's a rental or, you know, um, I think what I've been able to provide back to the community is uh, guidance. So I, you know, we went through that whole avatar series and I feel like I'm a few of those avatars with one. The one that was is most pronounced is the connector. Um, but um, I help folks uh, get some clarity because I, I do feel that uh, part of the problem right now is uh, when you first join, you're overwhelmed because a lot of information. And so it's hard to figure out where you're headed next. So I've had a lot of candid conversations with folks and like, I'll tell them, look, I can't tell you what to do with your life, but here's where, you, where based on what you've told me, I would head this direction. You're um, talking, are you guiding them down being a specific avatar maybe? Yes, or maybe having a, a simpler focus. There's some folks who just, they're, like you've said this before, the beautiful thing about real estate and the difficult thing about real estate is you can make money in so many different ways. Right. So 
the very first thing I try to tell people is clarity begins with knowing what you want. If you don't know what you want, you're not going to know what to focus on. Like what is going to get you there? Right. Um, it, yeah. I tell people the hardest part of real estate is that there are too many ways to succeed and too many ways to make money. And what will happen? I mean, you've even dealt with this, maybe even are currently dealing with this. I deal with this some, from time to time too. Cause like I'll go to a mastermind. Like I just am at a mastermind right now and I'm hanging out with people for three days that literally not one of those people have an identical business to each other. Mm-hmm. Right. It's like CVS and Wal- Walgreens, for example, completely different companies, but they have the same exact model. In fact, if you didn't know which store you were in and you were inside of one or the other, you couldn't tell me without looking at a logo that you were in a CVS or a Walgreens. Team Walgreens. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm, a, I'm a Walgreens fan too, but I'm just saying that that business yeah is so identical, right? And so if mm-hmm. you go, hey, I, I want to start a convenience store slash pharmacy, what's the model? People can go, well, go follow exactly what Walgreens does. Does That's what CVS does. And they basically, and I think there's another one called Dwayne Reed or something like that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So there's like five companies that duplicate and are identical to each other. But real estate's not like that. You walk into a room of 200 real estate investors and I can th- then tell you 200 completely different business models. Yes. Right. And so what happens is you are watching somebody on YouTube. It might be Pace Morby. It might be Ingrid Hernandez. It might be Tanisha. It might be Jamil. And Jamil and I could not be any further away from each other in terms of business models. And so it gets really confusing as to who am I and who should I be listening to? So what you're saying is that you're kind of like a mama bear. People come to you and go, Hey, I really like what Pace teaches. I really like this. I really like that. And you go, okay, well, let's understand you as an individual and let me give you a a simple focus of go do this. Oh, you don't have a budget? Then go do this. Oh, you do have a budget and you have time to follow up with your advertising. Then maybe you should go do this. That's essentially what you've been doing and helping people with. Is that correct? Yeah. I love that you call me mama bear because there's, um, so there's a lot of gray hairs in this hair. We can't uh, tell. (laughs) <laughs> and so uh, what I love about being in sub two is that I get to be around a lot of young people. And because of it, uh, I'm their mom. That's what they call I me. Mean, they call me their sugar mama, which I don't think. <laughs> but, but I am their mama. Like I, I do protect them. Like I want to, I want them to have this amazing life. And, and it, you know, they're, I forget what you call it. Uh, emotional income. I think you said well, like yeah, the, the emotional income. Right. I love to know that they hear my guidance and then they, because they're so ambitious, they go after it. And there's something very addicting to that. To like, like, wow, people actually care what you're saying and you're saying it with great intent, right? Like the, right. the things I say to them and they're so willing to listen. That's, that's why I love our community. It's pretty cool. It's pretty cool. It's the greatest community. This is what's really interesting. So I, I just go to a meetup in Tampa and there was a girl I met that's a popular YouTuber, right? Like people notice her when she goes around town, no matter where she is in the country. And she's like, wait, so we meet at Avengers and she goes, what are you guys doing tonight? I go, Jamil and I are going to do a meetup. And she's like, a meetup? Like, okay, how much do you guys charge for this? What does that look like? I'm like, we don't charge for this. Like we're, we want to be around our people. Wait, so you want to be around your fans? I'm like, these aren't my fans. This, this is my family. These are my people. 
And it was really interesting. She came and she was like, I have never seen anything like this before that the new people that have never met you before that are obvious, like your students that are fresh, new in the mentorship, they want to meet you and take a photo. But the people that obviously have been in the mentorship longer than two, three months are like, yeah, oh, that's Pace. That's cool. Like, I don't care about Pace. What I care about is the rest of the people here because I'm going to do a deal with somebody in this freaking room. <laughs> and it's really interesting and unique that I, even today, I bought two deals from students. I'm like, man, this is unbelievable. You've done, I don't know, pro- what have you done? Probably 15 or 20 deals with other students in the last 18 months or maybe even more? No, about 15. Mm-hmm. Okay, 15 deals with other students. Mostly, yes. Mm-hmm. Pretty spectacular. So um, we're very lucky to have you. i watching you, you know, go from I'm real estate mind to break, break my mind open a little bit to, oh my gosh, I now see this whole picture and then get going to a point where I can put a microphone in your hand and put you in front of a room of 100 people and go, hey, Ingrid, talk about this topic. Mm-hmm. And you can eloquently, elegantly, and um, beautifully describe it as well as any other educator I've seen. And I'm, I'm just impressed by you and, and super happy and grateful that you're in our community. So thank you so much. Oh, thank you. Yeah. Um, uh, something that I've also started doing and really with a lot of your support is like I started my own podcast. We actually launched it last week. Still kind of uh, we, because we just bought a house that we're going to build a studio in it or like a mini studio in it. Um, my goal is also to help people understand whether or not they have a deal and be able to answer questions um, through that format, just like you are here. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, really prove to myself that I can help other folks get their deals done and have, uh, you know, I've been very blessed that folks come and ask me like, Hey, can I, can I take you to coffee? Can I go to take you to lunch? Can I uh, like pick your brain? And there's just not enough time for that. Um, so, uh, I got with Caroline who's part of our community and, uh, we're, we're now hosting a podcast every Wednesday afternoon so that we can answer these questions. What's it, what's it called? I have to know this. Explain it with Ooh. Caroline and Ingrid. Yeah. I like that. I like <laughs> we're that. We're trying to keep it simple and often, and, and we might even veer beyond real estate once we like get into topics that we really like, um, like, you know, uh, maybe even the way we eat, we were thinking about uh, going to local businesses and doing the podcast from local businesses and kind of amplify and just doing things like that, like, and, and have people explain their business model, explain like why they, people should come and like go to their business and what services they have. So, yeah. Um, Carlos Brown says, where do we find the podcast? But I'm not going to let you answer that yet. What I want you guys to do for me. Okay is guys, we, we want to see more women leaders in this, this industry. Like th- th- this industry I speak on, I this year, I spoke on the biggest stages in all of real estate, all the way from 10X. I spoke on the 10X stage this year, all the way down to local little real estate investor clubs with 15 people in it. I've spoken on everything in between. And I can tell you that the biggest thing that this industry needs is more women leaders that are outward and helping more women get into this business. Um, Ingrid and a lot of my other female cohorts and friends are really doing a great job of stepping up to the plate and and leading this. So I want people to know her podcast, but I also want you guys to take a moment. We've got 600 people watching live right now. Please take a screenshot. If you're on your phone, take a picture of your screen. If you're on your phone 
and take a second, go on Instagram stories, go in there, follow Ingrid underscore Hernandez and tag her and myself and just say, thank you, Ingrid, for, for paying it forward and loving on the community like she has for the last year, year and a half. Please do that for me. So um, Ingrid, as people are doing that and um, going in Instagram and tagging us and, and following you, how can people find that podcast? I know you guys are just starting it. Is there a place they can find it? Or are you guys have not launched your first episode yet? Yep. We launched our first episode last week and it was really about an introduction to ourselves. Um, much like you, we're going to have people be on it and stuff. But yeah, you can go to my YouTube channel, which is Ingrid Hernandez. So just like my name is written on your screen right now without the underscore. Um, or you can subscribe to Caroline Kane's uh, YouTube channel. So yeah, every Wednesday at 4 p.m. I like to say pace time, but it's Arizona time. But yeah. Pace time, baby. I've, I'm yeah. standardizing the Arizona time. time zone. <laughs> People go, what time zone? I'm like, the only time zone that matters, Arizona. <laughs> right. Okay. Um, so, Ingrid, we, we've got you on here. I, 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 you're a friend of mine. I adore you. We hung out in my kitchen the other day till I don't know, midnight or past yeah. midnight. Yeah. And so that should just tell people how much I, I cherish you. And um, we have a great relationship. I consider you a sister. Um, so people should follow you. DM her. Ask her questions. Okay. Especially women. Right. You guys need another leader in this industry that is easy to talk to and awesome. Go over to Caroline and Ingrid's podcast and give them some freaking love. Now, Ingrid, do you have a deal that we can talk about today? So... You're doing this, who did the most creative deal, right? And um, so I went back and listened to uh, Mama Dudes, and I'm like, I can't beat that. How do, so, how do you know? Because Bitcoin, like, how do you how do you beat Bitcoin or crypto or whatever was it? Well, he said? hasn't. Here's the thing, Ingrid. He has not completed that transaction yet. Oh, okay. Well, we could talk about my completed transaction. I want to talk about your completed transaction. Okay. Well, my most creative deal. This is the Morby method one. God, yes. Okay. I, I remember exactly where I was. We ended up speaking on the phone about this for an hour and a half as you were going through it. I was in Houston, Texas at a meetup and I skipped the whole entire meetup where like 300 people were there to be with me to walk in the parking lot and have a phone call with you about this deal. Oh God. Thank you. I did not know that. Oh my God. Yeah. It, it, it was, I cried. Like this was a very trying deal. Well, you had a family that was also involved and in, like really a lot of things in their lives were contingent on this deal getting done. It's the only reason, the only reason I really pushed as hard as I could because I was really connected with that family. And I was like, I know I'm not going to, I don't cash flow on this property. Um, but I, and I knew that that was the consequence of uh, dealing with this horrible mortgage lender. Um, but I made a promise and I had to stick to my promise. So love it. Well, you don't cash flow, but you, the way you structured it, you'll make good money on this deal, which is awesome. Yeah. yeah. I think you made some money up front. Is that right? Yes. Uh, for, so that's where the creativity came. Well, let's, had, let's, let's go to the beginning. Yeah. And I'm not gonna I'm not gonna interrupt you on this. So this is what I'm gonna do. The same thing I did to Mama do. Okay. Right? I took my face off the screen so you, you can be um, not distracted by me. Mm. I will then ask you to remind yourself to make sure you you tell everybody that's brand new to this where does the deal come from. I think that's the most common question. Like where did the deal come from? Mm -hmm. um, how was it challenging to get it under contract? 
right? Like a good example would be, all right, guys, I found this door knocking and I had to door knock 17 times. The seller would not answer, but I stayed persistent. And ultimately I said X, Y, and Z. And the seller finally said, okay, this is a good option for us. And we signed the contract. We want to know that level of detail in the very beginning. It could be, hey, it's a JV from a student. Here's the student's name, whatever that may be. We want to make sure we highlight where the deal came from. So people that are watching this in the future go, okay, cool. I can, I got the whole story. So all the way from here's where I got the deal. Mm-hmm. Why did I use Morbi method as my strategy? This could be the winner of the month, by the way, because I know this deal. Mm-hmm. And as of right now, you're the, you're the most creative deal that has been completed in my mind. So mama do better hurry the hell up and get this deal done in the next two weeks. Okay. Um, so tell us all about it and I'm going to take myself off the screen, but I'll still be here to, um, you'll still be able to hear me. Okay. Okay. So, um, I know that lately MLS has been popping. People are getting, uh, sub two deals left and right using MLS. So I actually got this deal before MLS was as popping as it is today. And it came from another wholesaler who saw that um, the MLS deal had some, you know, very specific keywords in it. And it was the reason why they weren't able to close it. So the MLS uh, description said that they wanted to sell their house, but they wanted to also lease back the property. And no investor wanted to do that on top of the fact that they were asking for uh, why, why doesn't it, why doesn't an investor want to do something like that? So it's, you're breaking a cardinal rule when you buy a property from a seller and then you rent it back because you have to make money. And in order for you to make money, you have to raise the rents and knowing that somebody who already lives in the house pays less, they, uh, they won't be as, excited about having to pay more for a house they have to live in. So it's just a, uh, or they'll have like seller's remorse after they sell you the property. Um, and I actually had, I just talked to another sub two student who had that same issue. The, the, they bought a house in pre foreclosure and now the seller is having seller's remorse after they have sold it. And then he was renting it back out to him for two months. And the seller was like, no, you took advantage of me. And this is after they had already paid all the arrears and made the seller whole with the mortgage. So um, now he's struggling with that drama. Luckily, he used Pace's contract. So I told him, um, did you record your conversations and did you make sure that you're having that as part of evidence that you explained everything up front with that seller? And that's very, very important. Um, so I knew that having to break that cardinal rule was going to be something that I was going to have to make a decision on, on whether or not I was going to take that risk on. Um, So that's why it was important for me to go meet with the sellers. So I had this wholesaler who had this deal or thought they had a deal and knew that um, they needed somebody who had some experience. And at this point, I've never done a Morby method. It was just theory. Um, And so He gave me the contact to the agent. I spoke with the agent. Uh, I even try to have the agent represent both sides. Um, There's a, there was a lawyer involved. Um, So the scenario with the seller was that um, they had a lot of judgments 
in liens, uh, an IRS lien, a couple of judgment liens from lawyers. And so the guy was a lot in debt. I can't remember the exact numbers, but I think around $132,000 or something like that. And the only asset that they had um, was the property. And so a judge through a bankruptcy process required them to sell their house in order to pay off these debts. Um, and so they didn't want to leave. I mean, it's a very pretty house, has a pool, five bedrooms, very big house, which accommodated all of their needs. And so they were in love with this house and they did not want to leave. What I just want to tell you, you're doing a great job telling the story. Thank you. <laughs> okay. Keep going. This is great. Oh, okay. So I had to go and, and sit with them to make sure, you know, is this, is this the type of people that have the kind of character that um, I would break this cardinal rule with, which was buy the house, rent it back. So uh, that was part of my motivation. But secondly, just to confirm that they really were in distress and then having to move to another property was definitely not uh, a, a decision they can make. So I, I think about this as disqualifying the seller. Um, just like when you're on the phone with the seller and you know that there might be some other viable solutions, you want to make sure, why don't you rent it? Or why don't you put it on MLS? Because part of you getting, um, getting that seller's remorse out of the way already before you even close is making sure you've already talked about all the other options they have so that they can't come back and say, you took advantage of me. So that's totally what I went to do, making sure that if we close- Is, and is this, because you're a real estate agent as well, mm -hmm. is that the same thing as when you're a real estate agent, do you ask these types of questions as well? Or is this only when you're a real estate investor? No, even when I'm an agent. Even when I'm an agent, I've always asked these questions uh, because I, I wanna make sure that people see me as a consultant and, not dripping of sales, like just there for the deal. Uh, hey, you remember that lady across the street from your house that was going yes. through foreclosure? What happened to that lady? Um, her her daughter eventually got a loan for her, and so mm. she's in the house. Mm -hmm. Got it. Yeah. Okay, keep going. <laughs> um, so I sit there. Um, I listen to them. I also speak Spanish. So that was another hurdle that the agent struggled with finding the right investor because how do you speak Spanish? You're a white girl. Pero es que me veo white, no, no que soy. But anyways, what does, that, what does that mean? I look white, is what I said. Not that I am. But you're Colombian, right? <laughs> I'm Colombian from Cali, Colombia, from uh, South America. Mm -hmm. No, I'm working so, on my citizenship this year, by the way. You're not a citizen. I'm not. What do you have? A green card? I do. Uh-huh. Okay. So this wholesaler or the seller was looking for somebody that spoke Spanish because the seller also spoke Spanish, but nobody could communicate with them properly. The wholesaler, right? Correct. The seller. I mean, the agent as well. The agent was like trying to see if, if we could find like using Google translate or something. Yeah. I mean, um, they spoke English. It's just, it wasn't their native tongue and they didn't feel as comfortable. Got it. Um, okay. So what about, how did the wholesaler find you? So um, the wholesaler and his name is like totally leaving my head because it was a very traumatic, traumatic experience going through the more method. Um, uh, he found me because of just uh, meetups. So last year um, I tried to go to every meetup I could 
and he met me at a meetup. Mm -hmm. Love it. Okay. So you, you have a conversation with a seller. You basically ask them, why don't you do this? Why don't you do that? Why don't you do that? And you're disqualifying and kind of pushing them other directions. So what happened? So, um, when I had that conversation with them at the end of the day, because they were going through bankruptcy, right? Cause the other same obvious uh, solution would be for them to refinance their house. Cause they owned it free and clear. Um, but they couldn't cause they're in the middle of a bankruptcy. So they didn't have the ability to do that. Um, they had to sell. That was their only option. Um, so when I sat in their uh, living room with them and spoke with their wife, uh, actually the wife connection was the biggest uh, opportunity because she mostly speaks Spanish. She was the one that actually didn't speak much English. And um, she explained that how much she was in love with the house and that, you know, uh, she had gone through a lot of problems with COVID and other family members had issues with COVID. And so um, she was attached to the house as a part of some of that experience. Um, too complicated to explain. So I understood where their heart was. And I went through the um, also scenario of saying, look, if I rent it for, to you, this house back, it's going to be higher than what you're paying right now. Are you, are you ready to be in that situation? So trying to be upfront about everything as I possibly. And they said, they said, yes, that's how much they love that house. Mm -hmm. So the main reason is because they were going through a bankruptcy, mm -hmm. the bankruptcy judge put in the, in the bankruptcy decree, essentially that they were being asked and forced to sell their house. Right. So mm -hmm. you coming along and utilizing the strategy that you're going to talk about in a second, allowed you to buy the house with no money. Actually, you got paid up front from my understanding. Uh, no, a this, this one you do have some money involved in, right? So, um, yes, I, I luckily had done that big deal with, uh, Anthony Pappas and Sedona. So I, mm -hmm. we had a good chunk of money in the bank because okay. uh, normally when you do a Morby method, if you don't have the 20% or 25% down, you have to go get a transactional lender to help you with that money. Right. And, um, this and one, you decided not to use a transactional lender because you had the cash on hand. Correct. Mm -hmm. Got it. Okay. Yeah. So the it went from a 20% down payment to 25% when we were in the middle of the whole thing, which doesn't seem like a whole lot. But when you're talking about a price point of like $510,000, it is a big chunk. So um, <laughs> that is why we, we struggled uh, or I struggled because I was like, oh, my gosh. Uh, the numbers kept changing during the transaction. So, okay. So they say, yes, we'll buy the house. Well, you buy the house, Ingrid. Mm -hmm. So you went and you secured a loan for the right. majority of the purchase. Where mm -hmm. did you get that loan from? Um, I don't want to give them. Oh yeah. You told me about this. They gave you, it was really hard to do business with them, right? Yeah. And I don't ever want to send them business. <laughs> okay, cool. So you went out and they, I remember this, this was the hardest part of the whole process. From what I remember, you got a quote from a lender and they were really, really hard to get the deal done. Right. Did you end up switching lenders to them or this was the original lender that then closed the deal as well? So, um, this was not the original lender, the original okay. lender, um, things, would I think probably would have worked out better. Um, but we, um, 
uh, we switched lenders because we were promised a much lower rate. And the lender I went with um, was my previous team. I was at a previous brokerage. Um, the team lead was running. And so I had a lot of trust in the mortgage lender. And he, he'd been around me a really long time. So I trusted him that he was going to get the job done. And found out afterwards that he really just started in the investment space. So not all lenders mm. are the same. Like he had done residential lending, but not investing like investment lending. So DSCR loan was the type of loan I was using. So he was new to it. And that's why he was dragging his feet. Was the communication really hard as well? Yeah. And um, not just that, but when, when you go and you get a loan, um, the person you're primarily talking to isn't the one doing the work. The underwriters are the people who are checking all your paperwork, making sure that the appraisal makes sense, that all any, any contingencies have been met, um, and that your bank statements and your colonoscopy is up mm -hmm. to par. Um, and that's sort of what I felt like when we were experiencing this. So, um, yeah. It is an interesting thing, like, going through and getting these loans, how you will get a list of everything they need, quote unquote. Mm -hmm. And they come back to you five different times. And you're just like, why didn't you ask for this in the first place? When I, now you're making me the investor that's doing this Morby method deal, go back to the seller. So many times now I'm creating this world where the seller is probably aggravated with me. Cause now I'm having to ask for more information. It's like, bro, Oh my gosh, can I just talk to your underwriter? Can I just get the freaking real person that's doing the deal? Yep. So and, mm -hmm. what was the what was the purchase price and how much money did you get as a loan? So we bought the property for five hundred and ten thousand. Uh we actually uh over asked on the price because I knew the property's appraisal was around five thirty-five and okay. they had dropped the price into like like to like four ninety, four eighty-five, if I recall. Um, but I said, I'm going to offer you 510, but the reason I'm offering you 510 is because I'm going to pay this wholesaler that brought me this situation. Otherwise I would have never been in this position to help you. Um, and we want to make sure that they're taken care of, um, but also allowed enough, uh, for the closing costs and things like that, that we would, that would be a part of, of this loan. Um, so I negotiated that piece. Now, because the agent was not allowed, the lawyer that was involved uh, of this in this required sale um, wouldn't allow her to be representative of both uh, myself and the seller, because that was something mm -hmm. I was uh, willing to give up. My husband also has his real estate license, so he got paid as a real estate agent in the transaction. Is, um, he, so that was US, is he a U.S. citizen? Yes. <laughs> He's, he, is, he was born in Globe, Arizona. <laughs> well, that's why I'm asking. I'm wondering if people that are born in Globe, Arizona are legal um, aliens or not. They are there. It's north, not south. It's north oh, it. of the East Valley. So how is it that you don't have a U.S. citizenship when you're married to somebody who does? Um, isn't, that like, isn't that like a slam dunk? Like you won the lottery because you got married to a U.S. citizen and you had babies here? That's correct. Know how it works. All reasons why it probably won't be an issue for me. Um, uh, I'll get candid about why I hadn't done it yet. 
no, I don't want, I don't want people getting mad at you or for some, for whatever reason, people are weird uh, about stuff. Well, I'm 40. I've, I learned from my mistakes. Um, I went to ASU. <laughs> oh, par oh, you party girl. Uh-huh. I used to, I, yeah, I used to party a lot when I was in my younger, my younger years. Um, by the way, gave up alcohol. So I, I, last year I gave it up. I haven't drank since January 1st. Wow. <laughs> but, um, no, I got a DUI when I was 24. And ever since then, um, you know, the politics in this country, I knew that you have to wait like around 10 years or so, so that that isn't such a big deal. Well, the politics in the narratives changed so much during the time um, that I felt more eligible to go do it that, but it was kind of scary for me. So mm. I was like, I'll wait until, until I feel like the, the, uh, the white house was more pro-immigrant. So that's all I'll say about that. So that's why I, I've had to wait. Um, and it just kind of worked out that way from a time. When are you, when are you thinking about doing it? When? Yeah, when do you think about doing it? Um, well, I am getting my taxes completed because I had a, had some tax stuff with because uh, setting up all these LLCs and everything it delayed my taxes, like getting my taxes done. Um, so I should have all my paperwork and everything in by February. Awesome. Mm -hmm. Okay, so this deal, <laughs> you, you lock it up at five ten. They were they were asking for below that, but you asked for um, a higher purchase price so that you could go to your lender and get more money from your lender, essentially. Right. But mm -hmm. you did that so you could cover the wholesaler's fee, closing costs, etc. Um, so right now, are you basically breaking even on this deal, or are you making money on it? So um, because it's the Morby method, the Morby mm -hmm. method. Uh, requires that the seller give you money back, we'll, we'll call it. And, and in place of that money, um, you put a note in place. So you have an IOU back to them um, based on, on that prerequisite. Right. So the bank changed my down payment requirement from 20% to 25%. So and I had to tell the seller, hey, you're not going <laughs> to... You're going to actually give me back 25%, not 20. So I changed the numbers on them and that wasn't great either. Um, Got so it. when we, when we closed, they gave us back the, that money, but because they wanted to stay in the house to rent, one of the things that they asked me was, well, can we buy this house back from you? And I said, you know, go on <laughs> um, if I, and so we did kind of like a little appreciation schedule to say, okay, if, if I was to be able to sell you this house in five years, what would the house appreciate to? So we, we, we got it, we got it under five, uh, 575. So. Okay, great. So you basically, a you basically built in a future guaranteed profit of at least $65,000. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then we had 15,000 for Mark's, um, commission. Okay. And then in order for me to give them this option to buy the house from me in the future, we charge them a $15,000 option. Damn. That's awesome. So, so, so you're yeah. going to make over a hundred grand on this deal. So around 95,000. Mm -hmm. Wow. Yeah. yeah. So Morby method you buy. So here's what happened. So you go lock it up at five ten. You have to put down 
25%. So you put down essentially a hundred thousand, roughly a hundred thousand dollars, $105,000. This seller gives you all $105,000 back once they get the, they receive the money on their side. Yes. So they, so you're, so you're into the deal as of today, you're into the deal. No money out of pocket. No money. Just a lot of stress. Well, yeah. I mean, welcome to real estate, right? <laughs> Um, so but, you're, but you're in, just that there's all, there was also, there's also a cost to doing loans. So you had to pay the lender it, fees and all that kind of stuff. Right. Right. Do you and know then, how much the, your DSCR loan is now plus and versus what you're bringing in on the rent? Are you essentially breaking even right now? I'm breaking even. Mm -hmm. Okay. So what you did is you did a Morby method, which means you went out and secured a DSCR loan. Uh -huh. You put 25% down and out of this DSCR loan, your seller refund your 25% of the money back. So you're into the deal, no money. You are now the owner of the property that this person is renting from you. Right. You're breaking even on the cash flow. However, your husband made 15 grand up front. You guys charge them for a $15,000 fee to buy it from you in the future. Plus you pre-built in $65,000 in profit, which means You've made $95,000 of profit on this deal, helping a seller that was going through bankruptcy, uh -huh. helping a wholesaler that didn't know how to structure a deal, helping an agent who didn't speak amazing Colombian level Spanish. And the family gets to stay in the house that they're super sentimental and emotional about. Yeah. Not only that, but um, because their DSCR loans, depending on which one you get, come with prepayment penalties. Mm. And they're, we'll see about what happens, but they're adamant of being able to buy the house back from me before the time that, you know, they have. And so um, I went and I drew up with them to say, okay, well, if you buy it back from me year one, you're paying this much additionally, because you have to pay that, that penalty. If you do it year two, this is the penalty. If you do it year three, this is the penalty. So, um, we want, we, I made sure they understood I'm not going to pay that penalty. You are right. And that's the cost of managing this loan. So, yeah, I love it. I freaking love it. I went, I let you go on for 35 minutes because I love it so much. <laughs> so when you beat Mamadou, I just want you to know that you did have a competitive advantage, but he also hasn't finished his transaction. So we got to mm -hmm. do that. Oh, and I, I close this. I close this. And they're really great. They always pay their rent like five days before. So they want that. They want to keep that freaking house. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Okay. So Ingrid, I'm going to kick you off. You're, I'm going to put you in um, the runnings for the monthly competition. For those of you guys that don't know or don't remember, on the Get Creative podcast, what we're going to do is we're going to take a portion of my YouTube income, which is roughly 20 grand a month, something like that. And we're going to give it away to... Um, students of ours that are doing deals and we're going to highlight other people doing deals and reward them for first, second, and third place based on how creative their deals are. Ingrid, I would say Mamadou is beating you just because it's such a, like, I've never seen a deal involving crypto. Yeah. And I've also never seen a deal where a seller will seller finance you in first position and then come back and buy out your second position utilizing crypto, which is super interesting. Never seen anything like that, but he hasn't finished that transaction. So right now you are in the first place position. So what we're doing is we're giving away $5,000 to first place, um, $2,000 to second place and $1,000 to third place. So um, Ingrid, as I let you depart, number one, how do I get on your podcast? Um, DM me 
I, well, I already know you have to come on. You have to be our first guest uh, for sure. Would you let me be? I'm going to be Tanisha's first guest. I would love to be your first guest if you would let me. Oh my God. I would be honored. Okay. I'll send you a text and let's get, let's get me on the schedule. I'd love to come. Maybe it's this. Are you doing it this Wednesday? So every Wednesday from four to 5 PM. I will be in town on Wednesday. So maybe I can um, make that work. I got to look at my schedule, but I think I can make that work. I would love to do it if you would let me. Mm -hmm. Um, Now, if people want to reach out to you. What's the best way to reach out to you to get a deal? Have you underwrite something? Um, maybe there's a private money lender that's like, Hey, Ingrid, I'm not great at finding deals. I'm not great at flipping. I just want to give money to somebody that knows what they're doing. How can somebody get a hold of you and lend money to you? Yeah. Um, you can go to my Instagram at Ingrid underscore Hernandez. Uh, just hit my DMS. My Instagram is really the best way to connect to me because I'm always on it. <laughs> um, watching Pace's stories. So (laughs) definitely that's the best way to reach me. Okay, great. Ingrid, I love you. I appreciate you. And I hope that you went, I hope actually, I hope you and mama do have to get a full on like battle going back and forth. And we have to have the, I hope we have to have the audience vote for this. You know what you should do is this just to prove to whether, whether or not we have enough um, knowledge. Remember when we were um, at Cody Sperber's free house formula and you guys had like, like, here's the scenario. How would you solve it? That, that should be like the face off. You versus Mamadou, that would be battle of the century. <laughs> that would be absolutely okay, freaking, that would be amazing. <laughs> okay. Ingrid, you're the best. I'll text you. I'd love to get on your show. Thank you so much. Proud of you for starting your podcast. You and Caroline together, dynamic duo, super impressed, super proud of you. Thank you so much. Thank you. Okay, guys. Um, so here it is 946 PM in Tampa, Florida. I am traveling around. I just spoke on Avengers stage. Um, this is also one of the very few masterminds I'm part of this year. I turned off three of my other masterminds that I'm part of and I was thinking about joining other ones, but I really am going to double down on what I want to do, um, which is more meetups with my community. I want to double down, triple down on that. Um, I'm going to be heading home at seven o'clock in the morning. I've got another meeting right after this. So what we're going to be doing is I'm going to be wrapping up for the night. Um, I was going to go through avatars tonight, but I'm not in front of my computer. I'm not in front of my good microphone. And so I don't want this to be an episode that gets watched a thousand times that I send to people in the DMS. Instead, what I'm going to do is when somebody says, Hey, I heard about Morby method. How do I do it? I will send you guys a uh, glow Wirt says pace, come to South Carolina. I was just in South Carolina. I was in um, Greenville, South Carolina. I spoke on a stage there this year. We went to South Carolina twice this year, this last 12 months. So um, next place I will be is next week. I will be in Miami. Um, if you guys DM me um, the word event, Okay, if you DM me the word event on Instagram, it will give you all my uh, upcoming speaking arrangements and speaking schedule. And um, I'd love to see you guys in person. We do things like we did tonight. I go to a meetup and we'll hang out with people for two, three, four hours at a meetup and just say hi to everybody, take photos, give my students hugs and tell them how much I appreciate them and adore them and how proud of them I am or how proud I am of what they're up to and what they're doing and get to meet their kids and their wives and husbands and all that kind of stuff. So. Really appreciate you guys. Thank you guys for coming to uh, Get Creative. Next week, we will do the Avatar series. I promise you that. 
and I'll go a full, I'll go a full hour and a half because I will not be traveling. Thank you guys so freaking much.